West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 6th of July 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan at Pius Horgan and Councillor Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening, listeners. It's Wednesday evening again, and you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan. And this programme is called County Viewers, going out live until 11 o'clock on this Wednesday evening and repeated tomorrow morning from half past 11 to 1. And the programme is live, so if you want to text in or call in on any topic, 0696622000 or 87 And if you have silence for the next hour and a half, it'll mean you didn't call us in at all, so we won't be talking about anything. So while we're waiting for you to text in or call in on 0696622000 or text WhatsApp 0871669800 and the panel tonight is Pius Horgan from Abbey Field, a well-known personality and insurance man and also Jerome Scanlon, equally very well-known politically wise anyway in the political scene and Tom Ryan well known on many scenes, especially in the GA and on his very popular article in the Daily Mail each Saturday, which many people tell me they look forward to each weekend. My name is Pat O'Donovan and I will now go back in time with you with a song. We'll start off with Samuel Lover, a famous writer in the 1800s and wrote many columns, many books and many songs and poems, etc. And we will have Molly Bourne and it is by John McCormick, another forgotten, wonderful Irishman that's literally forgotten today with the young generation. So we will have John McCormick singing Molly Bourne. Due to podcast regulations, we are unable to play that song on this podcast. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. again folks we got carried away here Tom Ryan and myself in a, in a deep discussion on a topic that that is well known to many <laughs> now that was John McCormick and Samuel Lover and the latest news is Mar- Boris Johnson is still there anyway and he sacked Michael Gove so he's, he's, he's knocking him off so it's a bit of the the gunfight at the Oka Corral. So we'll say one thing for he's not a pushover anyway, is Boris Johnson. Now, gentlemen and ladies and listeners, as we said, oh, if you want to text in or call in 0696622000 or 087 we'll t- take your messages, whatever you want the panel to discuss. Their uh, golf. Um, was on the past two days and before we go to the golf we better wish John Harold a safe journey home 
and looking up to the sky this evening, it's absolutely miserable. It is neither cloud, only a kind of a, a gloom, a horrible gloom that you'll be expecting in months other than in July. So hopefully things can only get better. A day of golf, a wonderful day for Limerick, and a day and Monday and Tuesday, Pius. It was excellent, and it's the amount of planning that went into that must have been absolutely <coughs> phenomenal. So uh, our hats off to JP and Noreen McManus and all the team for sponsoring such an event. It brings in so much money for so many good causes, <coughs> and it gave a lot of uh, people in Adair and the surrounding areas employment over the last couple of probably weeks and months. And it gave, um, I'm told it gave the boutiques a huge boost. There's all the wags got 10,000 spending money. Was it 10 or 20? Just 20, I think. I have, well, ten, I have ten anyway. Ten yeah. anyway, I would say, we'll stick with ten. So they got mm-hmm. ten thousand each to spend. And I was in um, there the other evening, and there was about twenty people queuing outside the nets. I didn't know any of them. They hadn't. They never wore a Wellington in their life anyway. But they looked fairly there good. Was no abandoned no, legs, no, 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 no Vatican fans or nothing. So they were well turned out, and they were spending their money in the air. So fair play to everybody. My good wife went there yesterday, and a couple of friends Did of hers. She got ten thousand, no. No, she From got you it. before she no, went. I gave it to her before <laughs> she went. Yeah, she took it out of the farm account. <laughs> But uh, no, it was great. It was a great event. As I say, people were there. They were meeting. I suppose Tiger was the champion of the whole thing. They were mad to meet him. Uh, he's, he's, he's um, I suppose he's one of the better personalities. But um, it was an excellent event and it's going to get bigger. Jerome? Well, hats off to JP. He's a marvellous philanthropist. Look at what he does for Limerick in terms of hurling, his bursaries for Sexton Street School, and so many other uh, good causes. He, um, you know, this event is going to, I think we're going to see it continue for years to come. And it's going to support so many good causes, uh, really fantastic. And one observation, and it's there for uh, the transport section of Limerick County Council. The traffic flowed perfectly well for the last three or four days. Mm. And there must be something in that in terms of getting the traffic flow right in Adair and along the N21 going forward. I've said it in the past, Jerome, you have to put barriers up and down the main street of Adair and let them cross where the pedestrian crossing is. There'd be no hold-ups in Adair. There was barriers down the two sides of the street of Adair for the past couple of days and people passed, crossed only where they were allowed to cross. Well, we don't want a dare looking like the Falls Road did years ago. I, I wouldn't... I would, put, you, well, it is unacceptable there needs that people to be, decide yeah, to cross look, the road whenever I, they feel I like it. I would agree that there needs to the be street. better pedestrian management yeah. in a dare. Tom, a holding man, Tom... Well, I have no interest in golf, Pat, anyway. Right. Now, some to, you, some to you would have an interest in. Yeah. Ursula Jacob came out there yesterday or today yeah. about online abuse and so forth between her accent and I think it was mainly the accent of her referring to from what I could pick up in the paper. This online thing has gone mad. We've discussed it here yes. time and again. I had her on, on numerous occasions. like, And uh, I had her yesterday repudiating those uh, the comments and that. Uh, you know about her accent and about her, her being a woman, and I, I was, um, you know, I, I, on, online, I'm not familiar with. I, I, I haven't any that, in that facility. I don't know what what's about. To be honest about it, I know that it's gone out of hand completely. This online abuse is supposed to be one of the most dangerous things now that's affecting everybody, including all the personalities, like everybody. 
I don't have any unhappy views. I suppose if anyone wants to guess it, I guess it's it. Well, you haven't to Th- be those that engage in that yeah. path have nobody to blame but themselves. Yeah, yeah. If you engage in online or social so media, are you blaming Ursula Jacob then? Uh, not necessarily, but if you if you uh, respond to what you read in a lot of that, well, you're only leading yourself into. But in her case, you need, but you needn't respond at all. It is correct about you and so forth. You know, ignore it. It's a dangerous thing that they have created a bit of a monster, in my opinion. Lots of children, we've had lots of suicide, we've got lots of things, mm-hmm. and there seems to be no one in control. Yeah, well, you did introduce me as the local insurance man, uh, and I suppose there's a, a song, it's, there's about 40 verses to it, and it says, No man has insurance, like the man who sells insurance. So I'm in the business 30 something years, and I've got loads of abuse as well. And you get it from people from time to time when they don't want to deal with their own issues. So I would agree that people shouldn't be responding to this. They shouldn't. Be, if you put your your profile on there and you're commenting to this and commenting to that and everything, you're leaving yourself open. But that woman, I, I listened to her on the on the, the Sunday game and all that type of thing. I think she's a great reporter. <coughs> she speaks with passion and she's entitled to her views because most of those are hurlers on the ditch. They never hit a kick hmm. football or hit a slither ever in their lives. So but it still is a bad situation, apart from... Oh, it is. It is. But persons can say what they like, say awful things about people and get away with it. Yeah, yeah that's because... Lies, are, lies, but, lies. But that's down to a lack of legislation. There yeah. is no law to stop that. Now, talk about lack of legislation, Jerome. You've been there now a long time. And I don't know what you... I've never been a legislator, though. I haven't been in the Oireachtas Well, well you, you were an enforcer, I would have thought. Oh, you my God. That's a new term. That sounds like policing something. Limerick City and County. Limerick City recycling goes to the landfill. People go to great efforts, including my wife, given out to me for not putting it into the right bins. And then it goes to recycling. And then we have now found out that all the recycled stuff is all shoved into the other stuff. And it all goes off to landfill from Lemon County Council, City Council. Now, I believe but there's there, no such thing as City there, Council now. Uh, no, but sure, the council doesn't collect waste anymore. It's the, it's the various companies that have the... Uh, how will I say, the contracts from the public uh, to provide the service. So yeah, are you Limerick implying that they are? Y- yes, I'm implying that Limerick City Council, that what they recycle is into landfill. So I'm what, and, and just a matter of interest, what is the council recycling pass? Mm-hmm. What does anybody recycle? There are things you recycle and there are things you don't recycle. But they, Limerick City, just to clarify, Jerome, yeah. since you're not familiar with it, Limerick City and County Council has been accused of greenwashing after it was discovered that all waste from their intercity centre recycling bins is put into the same skips before being processed for landfill or incineration. The comment came from Social Democrats Councillor Eliza O'Donovan after she asked the council where the final destination for street refuse is in relation to ordinary and recycling bins within the city centre. In response, the council said its cleansing department collects waste from the mix and recycling street bins throughout the city, which is accumulated in the waste skips at the Park Road Cleaning Depot. The council added that these skips are managed by their designated waste collectors, who then collect, record, transport and sort at their depot for landfill or incineration. Mr Donovan said that this was the definition of greenwashing. People want to do their best 
and people want to recycle shredded. But you have those bins around the town saying they're recycl recyclable and then they're not. That is greenwashing. Greenwashing is when an organisation spends more time and money on marketing itself as environmentally friendly than on actually minimising its environmental impact. Ms O'Donovan said that at the next council meeting she will ask that rubbish taken from the recycling bins be kept separate from general refuse, that they are recycled and an education campaign be implemented so that people know what goes where. Now, uh, I thought... Pat, I, 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 I seriously think that we have to get real here. We're talking about what's inside in the rubbish bins around... We'll just, we won't leave Newcastle West, for example. The city, uh, yeah. uh, Well, no different. Yeah. If you empty bins inside, are people... People don't, they put X, Y, and Z into a bin. And who, you, who do you intend giving the job of opening those bins and sorting out what's inside in them? I understand that, that happens, yes. No. How could that happen? Why not? Th think about the time and effort that it went to that. Sort of take bottles and take this and take that and take that. Well, bottles, different categories, yeah. Et cetera. So yeah plastic there is an element plastic of going through. Bottles. Yeah. So is she saying that the plastic and the glass is going somewhere? I don't know. They're supposed to be separated. I'd, I'd be really yes. interested in yes. hearing what goes on at Monday's council when she's raising this. Yeah. Because it would seem like that, that, that there is one law for one lot and the other law for the other people. Like the same for uh, well, storage, like Tom Ryan's case behind. Well, certainly, Pat. The, the, the county councils themselves are bigger yeah. polluters than we, most of the we, people in the country. We all segregate our household waste, I'd like to believe. Uh, now, a starting point. Yes. Now, the bins on the side of the street are slightly different because you'll have cigarette butts inside them. So are you going? Are you suggesting for a minute that somebody goes along and takes every cigarette put out of one of those? Not well. There is an element of recycling required in yeah. those bins. But I, I, would, I would definitely say that the plastic would be taken out of it. Tom, you're familiar with. Well, I'm, I, I, I'm familiar with pollution aspect. All part of the same. Knows more. I, I know. I, I could nearly write a thesis on it now. Oh. Actually, you know, that's the weakest polluters anyway in the at the county council in the idea, mm. and uh, that that only was impunity and breaking every law and every every rule in the book. I had a man this morning. I mean, praising him yesterday morning, praising the council, and uh, you know, he said that, that uh, he, with a uh, shepherd an American accent uh, from Patrick's way. I don't know if he got it, but. Mm. He was. He gave us a big lecture anyway. Can comment now, Tom and Papers. Actually, uh, we've already discussed the well, yes, we had yes, Ursula Jacob. Well, he said this man had a, a, an American accent, and knew, knew, I know him well. But uh, he he gave us a bit of a lecture on <coughs> on the way that the Limerick County Council conduct their business. They don't. They have to act within the rules and within the law. Well, they're not doing that. So I'm sure that when it comes down to refuge, when it comes down to what you're talking about there, about uh, refuge and things like that, that certainly they can make it up as they go along, thanks to their CEO who, who appears to be active with impunity. But no one to ask him any questions. Didn't that he won't answer them anyway, but he should be at least ask them. Have you arranged to meet him, Tom? Did yeah, you yeah. ask for a meeting with yeah, him? I know, it's, it's long past that now, Jerome, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the next man he'll be meeting now will be a different man, I tell you. <laughs> now, another case which is an embarrassment to the country, I would have thought, is this famous case of the Sophia Tuscandy plant here and Ian Bailey. Gardie now have asked Ian Bailey for a, a meeting and further information to discuss the matter. And it's been discussed in the past, it's called case again. And 
we it's been pointed out in the past that there was a gate lost while in guard custody and other items as well it's a sad reflection on Ireland, isn't it, that you would imagine out in the, the south coast of Ireland on a winter's night, literally, with very few people about the place, that if something happens like that, it would be possible to... It wasn't overcrowded, shall we say. I suppose uh, I have followed this case with myself with, with, with a lot of interest, and I suppose the whole thing was unusual because you had this 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 French woman coming to Ireland a couple of days before Christmas, being murdered on the 23rd, was it, of December? Yeah. And um, living in, in, in a remote place, which she loved and all that. And then they will say the evidence that was there, that, as I said, the gate went missing, they were supposed to be in blood on the gate. Now, the gate has been found. Okay, yes, It has just still in custody. And then uh, our man that did, um, what's your man, Sheridan, is it, that did the, mm-hmm. the, the film producer, he reckoned she was stabbed and she was choked before she was battered to death with a stone or a block. But you see, it, it, it again boiled down to evidence. So the evidence was given by a lady, then she retracted that evidence, then the guard messed up, they didn't preserve the scene, so people walked in, their photographers and everything walked in there and walked all over the place, so the, the, the scene was contaminated. So it was b- bad police work was, was, was a big part of it. And did the state pathologist not come for two days? To, yeah, Christmas had to be spent before. Yeah. yeah, so the whole thing was an absolute mess, and it could remind you of Belly McGash long ago on television that it was just so uh, unprofessional. And maybe if it was a local person that was murdered, well, maybe then they might have operated differently. Is Ian Bailey guilty or is he innocent? I have no idea. Not does anybody else. So I imagine that the sh- it was a Jim Sheridan that did the... It was. Yeah, yeah. that did the, 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 the programme on it. It took him, it took his programme, that was about five or six episodes of it, to actually get this thing brought up again to such a standard that Drew Harris says, no, we're going to open it up again. It was going to take two years of guard the time. And if it solves the problem, well, that's very good for everybody involved. The Kerry Babies one has come up a couple of times now and there's still all kinds of things happening and we don't hear any more about it. Well, uh, the Kerry Babies one, I'm very familiar with it because I work back that side of the country and what they did about two years ago is they actually went around swabbing yeah. people on Valencia Island and on the street in Carsevin yeah. and in all those places. Now, I don't know how legal that is, but they're trying to get a DNA match. And sure, at the end of the day, um, no matter what they get, whether they get a match or not, they made a bags of it from start to finish. It was inhuman. And the way they treated the people that were involved, the hazes, which was absolutely unbelievable. And the people, <coughs> but karma is an awful thing, you know. The Indian believes in it. So most of the people that were involved in that investigation hadn't good endings. I knew, I'd say, half a dozen of them. But it was a disgrace again. Another disgrace. Jerome. I agree totally with what... Uh, you were elected to represent the people's views in all matters. Yeah. Do we want cases that run and run and run because they've been badly managed? In both cases, I think they do, should do let... Do we think that those people should all walk away with big pensions for a job badly done, not done at all? Oh, oh definitely not, but sure, this is Ireland. Unfortunately, that, that has happened. Politicians are drawing big pensions. So many people are paid paid to leave rather than maybe sent down in some cases. There are so many examples of it here when we need to be careful, you know. But I'd go so far as to say that the Gardaí, in the, in the case of Sophia de Plantaire, made a 
pig's ear of it, to be blunt about it. Tom? Oh, it's an, it was an awful tragedy, first of all, the, the, this and the murder of and, and the, the savage murder of that lady was shocking Christmas week, and it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, really, but I mean, but the whole event, it was very badly handled, and as Pierce has rightly said, Pius has rightly said, uh, you know, when evidence is reflected, it takes the whole the whole soul out of the case, and that's what happened in this instance as well. And, uh, you know, I mean, there appears to be collusion as well between witnesses and the Gardaí, very badly handled by the Gardaí, and that's the first thing that they should have been investigated, their, their investigation and how they handled the case from, from start to finish. There'll be no, I can't see any findings in this. And, like, in, in Bailey, he's been, he's been crucified already, you know. I mean, I think, you know, it, it, they're all experts now on, I mean, who committed the lake, who committed the murder, but the shocking. But look, there has been cases before as well, the first one. But in this instance, it was very badly had, I mean, handled by the by the authorities. And also the other one, that other case that you mentioned, uh, yes. I mean, the Hayes case and the Kelly Babies, that's another, you know, you wonder, are our police force, are they up to that standard at all, you know, what, what age are they living in, you know, so I'm shocked about the actual mother itself and, and the loss of life of that lady, you know, I mean, whatever about the, the repercussions afterwards and who, who did it, I mean, the, the loss of that, of that lady you know, in the prime of her life, like, was shocking. Well, of course, we mustn't forget also there were some terrible murders up the Midlands as well, mm-hmm. where people were falsely accused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, murders that have never been resolved. And murder. Yeah. They have the accused was actually yeah. murdered. Five or six of those young girls. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. evidence is hard, to, is hard to gather, you see, and evidence that will stand up in court, and people know, people have that evidence, people know, but they won't, they won't divulge. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the first thing you'll be told, you know, that our, our, our judicial system, means you have to go into court and you have to you you have to stand up there and you have to give the evidence and that's uh, I'd say that even that they know they know in a lot of those cases and particularly the, uh, the missing those missing Joda Dallard and and uh, the other principal woman and there was a uh, uh, Jacob wasn't there the well there was a Jacob woman and you know they know who did it but they can't just pinpoint it with evidence. There's a difference. We have to leave the dead rest, and it was dreadful what happened to those that were murdered. Oh, it is, but Joanne Hayes had to yeah. live through. Yes, yeah. Live through yeah. every aspect of yeah, what she was wrongly, yeah, you wrongly could accused that, of. Yeah, you, could long, you, could long, you could look at that in, in, in different ways as yeah. well, you know. I mean, there was a, there was a child buried there, like, as well, that they yeah. found, you know. I mean, that wasn't right either. Like. No. So, so, I mean, you know, that threw the whole thing out of And Tom, or, Tom, or it wasn't well. the first time. No, no, it wasn't. The children were buried no, like that. No, it was common enough, common enough in, the, in Ireland. I mean, that case that we're looking at at the moment in Dan Watford, shocking, you know. That's who, you know, that, that baby that was born yeah. in, uh, I in the medical centre. I thought... Uh, I, uh, logic. I thought that where she got three months was severe because usually somebody, this lady in Watford, the other day, she got three years, three months in jail, then she got three months. But in her circumstances, obviously, if she was of right mind, she wouldn't have done it. She was inside yeah. the medical centre. Yeah. Well, you see, I suppose a lot of women that is, might take the life of their child, they, they're convicted of infanticide. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, it's, I suppose you could call this some form of postnatal depression nowadays. Yeah. But, 
you could take that's one type of thing but from a Kerry man's point of view with regard to the handling of the Hayes case that would mm. all have been solved in one minute had Joanne Hayes uh, been allowed take whoever was dealing with it down the garden and there was the baby but it was our man Courtney the Kerry man that, that wouldn't allow it the fellow that was involved in a lot of the, the heavy gang we spoke about yes, before sorry, really, yeah. <coughs> he yeah, was the yeah. man that, that, that yeah. she said no that is all yeah. don't allow her down yeah. the garden uh, she says the child is buried and if she went down yeah that was the end of that. equally very wrong that these people got away with that and got away with big pensions for that. It is, un- it is unbelievable. But you yeah. see, again, I said I know a number of these people, and I heard two of them saying until their dying day they would believe that she had two babies with two different oh, fathers. Yeah, yeah, their yeah, their yeah, dying yeah. day, they just couldn't see it. So they believed their own lies, they believed their own uh, yeah. huge imaginations. They just wanted. I think they, 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 were suffering, they were suffering yeah. from the Boris Johnson yeah. syndrome. They probably were. But in the, event, were. in the event of this case yesterday, you know, I mean, it's a shocking case because, first of all, she was in a medical centre. Yeah, like, in a medical centre. You know, mm. and surely to God, like, I mean, with her mother and grandmother. And she was a young girl, she was 19, I think, you know, and surely to God, like, that there was some, you know, that she was transferred to a hospital. Like, I mean, surely, surely these are qualified people, they're medical people in those centres. Surely they would have known, like. And should I have mean, a responsibility. I mean, she was supposed to be the title for 20 I mean, minutes. Because the, the baby was born alive, like. Yeah. I mean, and could have been saved, no, but I mean, and wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't, she wouldn't have said in one of the Twin Towers, it's only an army medical centre, you know. So it's up to time for an ad break, so we'll be back to you shortly. And in the meantime, should you wish to call in or text in or whatever, 0696626200 or 87 County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on Westland Week 102 FM on the 6th of July 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan at Pius Horgan and Councillor Jerome Scanlon, as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. And on the panel tonight is Spice Horgan from Abbey Field, Jerome Scanlon from Newcastle West, and Tom Ryan, well-known personality here, which is every Wednesday night. And my name is Pat O'Donovan. And if you want to text in or call in 069-66200, we're live for the next hour until... 11 o'clock on this Wednesday night repeated tomorrow morning half 11 to 1. Text or call 0696600 or 087 and Jason Smith is all the way back from his holidays in faraway places. He was showing me wonderful, wonderful photographs. There was lights and buildings as high as I never saw in my life before. 
and so Jason delighted to have you back safe and sound from those faraway places that I'd only dream of going to in my sleep Adair bypass um, the M20 to fines and all that what's the story there Jerome decision of Umbord Planola deferred for the sixth if not the seventh time since 2019 we were to have a decision on the 30th of June uh, uh, their response to us was that they're under resourced in terms of staffing and people and now the 15th of August is meant to be the next date and I would ask the question, are they going to have the time and the people to find between now and the 15th of August, given that it's peak holiday time? They are bypassed. Well, I know much about it, Pat, to be honest about it, you know, to just, um, I'd say that it's, it's, it's like the road to Calcutt and to the No Road. You, you wouldn't know what's the same thing. It's every feeling there and that. Every feel is supposed to be progressing. Now, yeah. we were supposed to get it at our side of the town, and so I'm disappointed we didn't. But a lot of people are very happy that they didn't They didn't mm -hmm. come our way. And I was talking to people in the store last week, and they were saying, what a decision to take the Abbey Field Bypass to the left of the town as you head for Kerry rather than take it from the, to the right-hand side of the town, which would link with the Dewar Road and would take all the tarpet traffic and everything out of the stall town. Yeah, so yeah. People in the stall can't understand it, but they have started the bypass in the stall coming in from Tarbert. It was seen to make sense, wouldn't it? Uh, it was absolute sense as far yes. as, but anyway. Yeah, there, uh, wouldn't be, there wouldn't be a huge amount of traffic in Mount Collins in that country. No, no, or Kerry Co-op trucks <laughs> like that. So the, 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 a lot of the trucks, you see, will, will still come through the town. They're trying to take the trucks out of the yeah. town. Mm -hmm. So they're taking out by Senior Week. And the, the difficulty with <coughs> being delayed and delayed and delayed is as soon as this happens, and there isn't, in my view, a snowball's chance in hell of them having that road in place for the 20, 26 or 7 yeah. event, yeah. the Ryder Cup. Yeah. If, they get, if they get planning now, it will go to tender and it will be like the Children's Hospital. Yeah. We'll be looking at this in 2030 yeah. and we'll be wondering when they're going to start. And the day that opens, Newcastle West will become a car park. A car park. Yeah. This town needs a distributor road <coughs> in advance of a bypass. Abbey Field, all of the traffic is going through the centre of the town and it needs a bypass. Debatable whether it's to the north or the south of the town. But bypass Abbey Field, you take the traffic out of the town. You don't do that here in Newcastle West. You have to distribute the traffic before you bring a bypass. And we're being failed in that. Well, they're saying that both will have to be done together, Newcastle West and Abbey Field. With Adair. Yeah. Well, Adair would... Well, but, uh, right. OK. You say both, do both together. There is a sense in that. But if it, the point I'm making is, if Adair is done prior to the two locally, then oh. we will be sitting in car parks here. Correct. And will drain any business that's left out in Newcastle West to because people will not come into yeah. town and they're not coming into town at the moment yeah. purely because it's difficult to get out yeah. of it. Yeah, well, I think every effort will be made now to get a dare sorted for the Ryder Cup and I imagine JP will try his weight behind well, that. JP is a fantastic man yeah. but if he achieves that I think he's nearer, really nearer to God. Yeah. Well, I thought to him City and County Council were under country, not JP. What the hell is JP about? Like? I mean, like, I just. Sorry, said, it's, well, it's, you know, sorry, I mean, no, I'm, no, I mean no, hold on a second. JP, JP doesn't pay any taxes, like, here. So, what? what well, I suppose he more than makes up for us in that the way. It doesn't matter. We are a republic. Money. 
Yeah. People died for the country. Uh, people died uh, and suffered. So this nonsense now, like with the Limerick County Council and the bypass and, <coughs> the, and the Ryder Cup, I, well, I for one have enough for it anyway. To be honest mm-hmm. with and, and if, but, if, uh, if, if you're a councillor, but, your but, job is to go in. But hunt on a second term. It's not the council is responsible for the national roads. That is the problem. If the local authority was dealing with the, with the road through here, in my view, it would have been done years ago. We have the NRA or the TII dealing with this. So you've no say. I agree with you. Little, little or none. Yeah. The only, the, okay. the, the only aspect, know that, like, the only aspect now, to say we have it, Tom. Sorry, it's important to make this point. The only aspect of a say we have in it is when the, when what they dis, sorry, what they present yeah. goes out in public display. Yeah. Then we can say. There are good reasons why they shouldn't go to Tom Ryan's farm, but it stops at that. Politician in the north of Ireland, Donegal, has resigned tonight, resigned the whip, Joe McHugh. And it's another thing to be a a very unacceptable situation where they're running bills through the doll, a pile of them without any discussion or very little discussion. And the Taoiseach isn't even in the country. He's out in Kiev, whatever he's doing Mm. out there. He's hardly... What's going on? They're being railroaded Sorry, through the door. Uh, the the highest chance he came up from yeah. every field. Well, and he's, a, he's the, a very shy man, so yeah, we must yeah, respect him. I suppose being in the Ukraine, that's that's okay. I agree with him going out there. It's going to cost so many hundred million. No, but million. his timing, timing, okay, timing, well, you know. Yeah, okay. He waits another week or two. Well, no, to, to the, all those things are planned. The Mikey thing, John McHugh has resigned uh, <coughs> the Fine Gael whip. <coughs> And he's not running in the next election either. He made that decision there a couple of months ago. So he, what he's saying is that, uh, that um, and I read this on, on the phone tonight, that it isn't being properly debated, the whole compensation scheme for MICA. Now, I, I believe if if the whole thing had been properly managed and if, if the, the aggregate had been properly made and all that, and if the checks and balances were carried out by whatever authority is, let it be... Um, the CIF or any of those, that we wouldn't have this problem, but that didn't happen. So they're looking for a compensation scheme now, and it only applies to your main residence. So if you or I were up in Donegal and we were trying to run a business, and it was a and b or another house or a couple of chalets or whatever, there's no compensation for those. So they can they can fall away. So um, Joe McHugh has resigned, the whip is SA. He, he's saying that the legislation has been rushed through the doll. It isn't been properly debated. And um, other cynics are saying, well, he's only doing that because he's not going to run in the next election. He's going to go away with a pension and he's going to join his wife, Alwyn Inright, and they're going to rear the kids and he's getting out of politics completely. So um, I don't know, but I just think that the whole Mikey thing is an absolute out and out, utter mess. Absolute mess. And there are a lot of properties there that are threatened with uh, crumbling to be blunt about it. That, aren't in, uh, that haven't come under the radar at all yet. Not just in Donegal, you have Mayo, Clare, Galway, Limerick You've come well. down here to Limerick. Yeah. Yeah. Now, isn't it extraordinary that they don't have that problem in the six counties? Why are we uh, subject to this difficulty here? Because for years we've turned a blind eye to standards. And the taxpayer now has to carry the can, probably to the extent of a couple of billion for this. But Jerome, the standards seem to be applied to the small man, so to speak, a small woman. 
we get plenty of lessons. I get plenty of lessons if you blow your nose the wrong way or do something out of line. Yeah. Lessons and adjusted lessons, small, all kinds of lessons. The, sorry, the small builder and the small builder is no different from the small estate agent if you want to tell them yourself a small Yeah, they'll all get agent. the same dose, yeah. But is they, how it produces all the blocks in the, the building? They got the blocks from whoever and, you know, can they, in my view, you can't hold them responsible. It was the people that... Produce the blocks. Produce the blocks. And lack the of supervision, Pat. Lack of uh, yeah. accountability in yeah. terms of what went into them. But the like government, in some was, cases you the could, government was, was responsible to, for supervising all those without regulations. No, yeah, there was no regulation. But light touch, light touch, everything, Pat. Yeah, not of light. And now we have light touch bricks that are crumbling. And the taxpayer pays again, and nobody held to account, Tom. Uh, well, Pat, this is, this is a, a scandal, you know. Uh, I've, I, I've been looking at it and listening to it now for a long time. And uh, I have, you know, they're, they're very competent uh, protesters in, in Donegal. They're issuing all kinds of threats and this, and they have huge pressure put on the government, the current government in particular. And uh, you know the, the all the opposition parties are jumping in the bandwagon. These blocks were made by the biggest company, as well as some of them anyway, by the biggest company in the land in the world. You know, I mean, and and uh, the quarries in the in the Nigal and the quarries in Clare as well. And and uh, you know the the problem now has expanded down to Galway, Mayo, Galway, Clare, Limerick. Where are they going to stop? Like because this thing, you know, and uh, the people at middle blocks appear to be, you know, the although they are being sued now I think all right and so there's some some group in Donegal taking them on in a kind of a giant a giant arrangement but you know the actual you see no matter what's offered to these people anyway you want to satisfy them because I mean 400 I think an average of 450,000 mm. just a rough figure now I'm not a, an architect or I'm not a quantity survey or anything but I know that um, that the response I mean, to that is uh, was rejected you know well you'd build a you'd build a fine house uh, I, I mean for that kind of money in my book anyway, and I'm around long enough but I'm I I I, I'm surprised that what Pius said that if you had a business or if you had a a B and B that that wouldn't be included. I find that very hard to to kind of you know I don't I, I don't see that's fair at all anyway. You know that that you'd have that any any, any building that would be certified as having a micro problem, you know it should it, be included. You know, you know, you see, uh, and uh, it, well, that'd be very, that'd, that'd be wrong, and maybe you know, I mean, that'd be any dwelling. But I'm told that I'm told by by people in Limerick City that there's a lot of buildings in Limerick City built with with blocks containing mica, and the problem well, that they're already. And as far as I'm aware, there are public buildings, that's public buildings, schools, that's correct, schools, yeah. and and uh, school. That's right, no, Jerome. So you know, coming, that's a fact. It's coming down the track. So th this is an endless, an endless pit. I mean. How are they going to be financed? Or what's the final figure going to be? You're talking about. You're, you're nearly talking about tens of billions. You know, I mean, you couldn't price this sure. But I, 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 I think that um, that they want to get together. Like, I mean, it's. I heard one of the protesters now saying that they're going to form a political party as well. You know, they, you know, really waste the time as well. But that's what the, the, the pressure they're putting on. We, like, we saw that with Craig and Cavan, the Cavan Road Action Committee, when yes. they stood for the Dáil a number of years ago and yeah. took seats. Yes. The roads were sorted. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, of course, mm. this is, yes, it's a pressure. 
you know, I mean, pressure like, I mean, is pressure like, and I'm, I suppose it's what it's all about, like, and I have no problem with putting pressure on any government, like, but I, I say this is a problem that is going to be there. Then there won't be builders, you, you know, so people are going to be very, I mean, discommoded here, like, you know. Tom, we're at this now for five years, and these things get highlighted. And different things each time. It's not just priority of the different things. Since we've nothing done about it. No. That, that, well, you see, that's... At the uh, top. That's where the country is ran, like. At the top. You know, that's no. where the country is ran. We run from one, from one, like, a main problem into another, and one catastrophe really into another. And now, if you messages in here, enjoy the show, have your song Remembering Sophia by Jerry Kyo. Yeah. We don't do many songs, only one remembering some events. And... We must, I must get Jerry Kyo in here or write sometime under a story and song. A fabulous local singer indeed and a fine songwriter as well. Uh, Sean Hickey from Castle Connell called and he said, Ask Tom, does he think the price of all Ireland tickets are too expensive? It was a pity now, Sean, you didn't tell us the price of it while you were at it because I don't know the price of them. Do you know the price of them, Tom? I think they're 90 euros, I think. Is it? Yeah, that's mm. what they are. You know, what do you think, Tom? Oh, he asked you the question. Oh, well, ask you a question, no, no doubt about it. They're too dear, like, you know, they're, they're only going to go one way, and that's up, like, they know they can, they can sell those. And, of they course, Sean, don't forget, if you have children, the, the day of carrying them in and getting them in free is long gone. Yeah, it is. So there's no price for children or no, something, yeah. so a family, yeah. two or three children... Yeah. That's three or four hundred euros. It's, it's an expensive there. Yeah. Yeah. Are you telling yeah. me, Pat, that it's ninety quid for a ticket to take a child as well? Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. A child in your arms, even you're not allowed to no, carry even yeah. a, a small puppy dog. You'd have to pay ninety for him as well if you decide to bring him. So a baby, a small children, well, they're ninety euros. If you could get it, yes. No, yeah. And if you were to take a child to the Kerry Dublin match <coughs> on Sunday, which I am. If you were to take a child into the Hogan stand, uh, it's 50 euro. You can take him to the Cusick. There's a concession for the Cusick. So my young lady is costing a tenner, and I have a young fellow who wants to go to the hill, it's 35, and I'm 50. So. For an amateur organisation that nobody, I, well, I should rephrase that, where players are not getting paid, Tom, it seems to be expensive, like there isn't any any thought given to those people who literally give their lives to the GA with young lads and bringing them up along, bringing them to matches and everything, and the patrons. And, of course, people have been on to me, nurses and different people in nursing homes and hospitals. Once again, it is appalling, those games on Sky TV, and you have people inside nursing homes in their own home, older people mm. that cannot go out to Sky boxes or televisions, wherever the programs are on, Outrageous, Tom. Absolutely outrageous. But how often have we spoken yeah. about it here? Mm. I mean, I, I'd be very, I'd be very strong on that point. You know, I mean, and and, and I'd also like and and give them nearly hundred million a year or the public post, like on top of that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of there lot of cases now. I mean, and a lot of areas where you would be spending yeah. your money different. The Car County Board now are selling that they have they have planning permission got for land they have near Parky Cave and uh, for three hundred and forty houses. So I said a holding out that'd be they got into development company, the Car County Board. And I had a daughter who was nursing, she contacted me yeah. the weekend about some of the older men that were in the ward, yeah. that they were yeah. so disappointed and disappointed they couldn't see it, put it on, put it on. But Pat, you, we have 
representatives like going up to Crow Park <coughs> and there and all those areas should be challenged but they're not. They can charge what they like, they can do what they like. Look at the time they didn't match the Victor. You know, yeah. I mean, like, uh, unbelievable times. Like, when anyone, I mean, the, the rural community kept kept the GA going, like, when, when cows had to be milked and when jobs had to be done and let it be Saturday or Sunday, they still have to be milked, like. We had Mayo and, there uh, a couple of weeks back, playing in Croke Park at 7 o'clock in the evening. Oh, yeah. I had to get yeah. the Mayo to be at 12 o'clock at night. And nobody said anything. Well, the media, you see, Pat, are coded in a lot of areas in this country. They're, they're totally and completely in fear of being kind of isolated. And you have, you have a very weak, very weak challenge to what they're doing. Now it's ad- advertising time again, folks, and we'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 6th of July 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Pius Horgan and Councillor Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat Pat O'Donovan, and the program is called County Views. And if you want to text in or call in 0696600 or 0876969800. And on the panel tonight is Pius Organ, Jerome Scanlon and Tom Ryan and Jason Smith is on the desk and the controls. So I got somebody's name wrong last week and he was giving out to me. So I got my own name even wrong tonight. So that comes with age, I think. It's not like wine getting better. It just gets worse to say. Looking at this thing in front of me, uh, Tom Ryan and the tickets are too expensive without a doubt at 90 euros, especially for children as well at 90. So it's very expensive for a family. Pat, can you ask the panel about the serious assault to an elderly gentleman in County Carlow? Will this disgraceful carry-on ever be brought under control regards James Holmes at a? Okay, it's just one of the things now that's happening. One of many, yeah. Yeah, one of many in rural Ireland. And again, one would wonder when people will say are getting old and are living in a rural community, should they not have some provision made for their old age to move into an urban centre? To come to town, I see maybe feel with the centre that's there near the church. Um, A lot of elderly people whose kids have gone and they were living in the countryside. They were either farmers or they might have a small business. They might have been teachers or whatever, but they lived in rural Ireland. And they've sold their houses in rural Ireland and moved into the centre of Nebbyfield. And they've bought houses all over the town, same in Listone. And you could ask the question then, should they shouldn't have to do that? But 
circumstances alter cases so they have to move in for security reasons and there's no point in living out in the heart of the country if you're 75 years of age and you can't drive a car or you have a health issue uh, you're as well off coming into town being near the doctor the church the post office the bus you can go anywhere you like in it but the other side of that then is if you live in rural Ireland and you want to stay in rural Ireland it should be your choice to do that and you f- should feel safe doing so but uh, we're just wondering how these people are driving around in the dead of night they're going in they're finding people that live in off the road they're beating them up they're taking their money and they're getting away with it and you just wonder are there local fellas marking yeah. their cards we had the case of the um, brother and sister over in East Limerick not too long ago in the last two years uh, same scenario in the daylight yeah yeah rural uh, um, how will I put it Rural depopulation is a problem. And while I concede the point that Pius is making there with regard to people moving in, the more of them that move out of the countryside into the town, the more vulnerable the remainder will be. So I see that as probably good from the point of view of people that need to go to, to move, but it makes others more vulnerable. And it, there's a need, there's a garden need to manage it. You need more community guardy. Yeah, well, Pat, you know, this is a, this is another shocking incident, uh, gentlemen, like a well-known man involved in the community in all the areas and all the clubs. And any, any you, you know, I, I, I was listening to the report in the, the, the other morning from the chairman of the local, or the vice chairman of the local GA club, he, he gave an outstanding account of this, this man's participation in the community. And it's an awful disaster and a shocking thing to happen that people at, at, that, and you know that they are living in the rural areas of the country and not are, are not safe anymore. And it's happening. It's like the shooting in America now. You know, I mean, it's gone on and on and on. And you know, it appears to be to happen today. There'll be big uh, that or that man in Sligo is still at hospital. Still, uh, I think in a, in a bad state. And uh, here we are again. There were two or three cases since again. And uh, you know, while we are all talking about other areas of of life and the, everything, the cost of living and everything, and how how difficult it is for people. How is it that there isn't, uh, a, you know, words or laws coming out of the hall that, that, that would protect these people. We're all entitled to protection under the Constitution. You know, I mean, and whereas Pius is spot on, if you want to live in, a, in, if you want to move, like let it be, but a lot of people are happy in, in, in their own homes, and now they're not safe in their own homes, and that's the problem. Yeah. We've know. had a man in Sligo, I think, who referred to him there, that was badly beaten there a oh, few months yes. ago. That's right, yes. Plus, yes. numerous other men's with a man in West Clare a couple of years ago, yeah. he cycled all night in the was shocking article, wasn't it? Yeah. And, then, yeah. And, and then you had the couple in. South Tipperary that had been dead for so long and nobody in yeah. the neighbourhood was nobody aware of it. That was, an, that was a shocking case too, yeah. you know. But so it, like, it, there's but something wrong. Tom, yeah. we've mentioned it here time and again. Sometimes I go through the papers and we call out the court cases. Yeah. There were a pile of them there again out today and yeah. yesterday, court cases. The sentencing is not a deterrent. It's the problem. Well, you see, the thing about the sentencing is there isn't any sentencing. Yeah. So in... in, in Truly, where I'm familiar with, with, with the court cases, and you read the carry men there and read Kerry's eye, some fellas up, this is his 40th offence, and he gets the probation act, act again, yeah. and then he gets free legal aid. But there's a new judge there, Judge Waters, he's from Mallow, I think, and he's, he's fairly camping down on him now. It, it isn't a case to come in, and we'll see how we get on for the next couple of weeks. He's really nailing him and hammering him, but it needs to be done. 
But the sentence is only a merry-go-round. It's only. Only a slap in the wrist, really, in a merry-go-round. A, slap, go a slap in the wrist. And the condition, yeah. sorry, the conditions they reside in within the jails are good. So, yeah. you know, that isn't a deterrent anymore. But why is society accepting this? Like, why are our, are our local councils and our all TDs, you know, or, or, or general legislative, like, why are they not, you, you don't hear anything, anything about this in, in the Dáil. You'll hear about if you'll hear about the, you know, all the, the different issues, you're, and, you're, you know, but this yeah. is a crucial issue, like, you're right, mean, Tom. It's good, you know, it's, not, it's it, and then as well, like, you know, we've been listening to, um, and, uh, you know, this, this joint policing, uh, like, authority that is supposed to be active, like, within the councillors and the local guardian and all that, you know, I mean, the, the, that is only, a, I think, a kind of a, a camouflage window uh, dressing. You know, and you know, I suppose we also we want to, I suppose, offer our our, our, our best wishes to the to, to the guard, to the guard that got in, injured. No, it's well. absolutely you, you know, an awful, an awful accident for any man to, absolutely you know, and uh, just I'd like to just mention him anyway. You know, no, back into the a recovery again, as we've said, a time and again, the punishment if it's, if there was a proper penalty this would really make them think twice but it's not it's like going into university they're coming out smarter than they're going in yeah a lot of this pat is down to a breakdown in discipline that goes back probably 30 or 40 years and this is the product that we now live with yeah and the victims are left you, you know i mean that's we never hear <coughs> you know there's, there's very little support for them <coughs> you know we have all these agencies and all that but i mean you know i, I don't know i i i think you'll begin to kind of give up hope despair you, you know yes despair you know as, as the society the way it has turned and then when you when that happens surely to god like the people that are in charge of our security the guardie Surely that day we should be preoccupied, or preemptive, like you know. I mean, rather than waiting for things, there should be these things. These things, and you rightly said there, Pais, what you said while ago. These people are roaming by night. They're roaming by, you know, they're they're casting by day and they're robbing by night and they're carrying out Tom, awful crimes. Tom, unfortunately, if the guardi lay a hand on one of those people. Yeah. The guard in question is in trouble. Oh, I know that, but he that's where the thing him. is they wrong. Rep- I mean, they could apprehend him anyway. You know, I mean, and they could they should make their life uh, uh, their evils uh, and and, uh, be, and a, a lot difficult, yeah. a lot more oh, difficult. Oh, definitely, you know, yeah. They know who they are. We have a few and more messages here. Dave Reardon from Grana called. Do the panel think the Akanish Alumina facility should be closed to safeguard the health of the local community? Pies? No. Because if you take that as an employer and if you take, we'll say it's a benefit to the local community and to the state, it's enormous, but it should be managed properly to make sure that there is no, uh, we'll say, discharges from it or effluence from it or whatever the case may be. And it should, and I imagine it is fairly well managed at this stage of the game because well, the, the Department of the Environment would hardly allow a polluter like that to, to, to continue day in, day out if it's affecting the health of, lo- of the local people. 
but there have been campaigns down in the area about animal health and so forth. Yeah, I know, I understand all that, and it's going on. Mark Sharp and Domer, another company that went on about, and then look, I live far away from it, and I could give you examples where animal health is an issue because they're not being properly looked after or managed. Mark Sharp and Dome, the farmer there many, many years ago, he had a, a long battle over yeah, many years to But they cleaned it up, they cleaned it yeah. up. But he had a sore, oh, yeah. long yeah. battle. Yeah, but it was a massive breach of rules and regulations. Yeah. But he didn't have the powers to be behind him. He didn't there at the time because, as he, 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 we were talking about 30 years ago, maybe even yeah. longer. So yeah. all that has changed. The environment now is a huge thing. Yeah. Jerome, the question was... Uh, so the panel think the Ahanish Lumina facility should be closed to safeguard the health of the community from David Reardon Granite? In short, no. Number one, they're the largest rate pair in Limerick. So would you like to see your rate bill increase by 5%? So you're, to saying, make up for you're the loss? saying that money is more important than health? No, sorry, jobs, jobs, people's jobs. Job. But money, yeah. as Pice quite rightly pointed out, <coughs> the environmental standards have to be <coughs> maintained and improved on if required and, 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 and I believe they need to improve you believe the, I do the, yeah. they're not up to and that has been discussed and that has been discussed at the environmental uh, SPC but why it's would you say they need to be improved wouldn't one imagine that it should be done immediately if there is a, well, a leakage there a fault there sometimes things can't be done overnight but I believe that Number one, these employers need to remain locally. We don't want to lose them. And anybody that works down there, I'm sure, wants to maintain their job. I'm sure you've, held, you've heard the saying, your health, health is, is, your your, wealth. is your wealth. But we can't live in misery either. We no, have to I, have, we have I, to I, have work. I, 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 I would prefer my health rather than my wealth. Mm. Mm. Yes, Tom. I wouldn't disagree with that. Well, I'd be shocked with, uh, with the response, anyway, you know, from the from Pius and from Jerome, you know, here, because like it's well known that there's, that there's a huge campaign going on there all the time by some local people who are being ignored, actually, and being blackguarded, you know, I mean, and have been have been in open Dublin, and the only one they supported, that they got any support from was the actual small, were the small parties and independents mm -hmm. and people, I suppose, that, had, that happened to power. Uh, but I think Jerome is hitting the nail in the head. You see, he said this is about rates for the county council. Now, I mean, Pius mentioned the EPA and the environmental. These people are reckless. That's what they are. Now, I mean, Elton definitely has a serious problem there. They've done very little to refer to, I'd say, refer to sort out their, their neighbours and the local people who are living, who are making their living off the land and struggling with, 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 um, with, problems with their stock and their livestock and I think that's very unfair as well. It's mm. the big stick and it's the big it's the big industry and be supported by the authorities. I have the same the situation there I mean Jerome in Limerick. And it's the same thing, it's jobs and uh, these these companies are not tend for the sort of things. They have to they have to run. They, they have to they have to they have to obey the law. Limerick City and County Council is in support of the idea. And it is, and also supported by the EPA. Now I'm talking about something I know an awful lot about. 
and they've dealt with these people. And they have no regard for they have, they have no regard for people's health. They have no regard to Limerick City County Council are disgrace. The IDA are a disgrace and so are the EPA. <coughs> and this will all be this will be all in front of us shortly. Well, the, and the wash is coming out uh, me fairly soon and the people that and we'll be going after the people that, that, that are responsible for it and they'll be they won't be in their jobs and uh, we're all talking about the banks no held to account but these people will be held to account and, uh, and uh, I'm not I know Is there any danger any danger Tom that they'll be moved on before the day of reckoning comes? Well they might take they might take the, they might take the soup and go so now it's coming already. up to add time yeah. again, so we'll go to an ad break and we'll be back to you soon. And in the meantime, you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM Broadcasting from Newcastle West. This program is called County Viewers, going out live every Wednesday night from half past nine until 11. And on the panel tonight is Pius Horgan, Jerome Scanlon, and Tom Ryan. My name is Pat O'Donovan, and our producer and the gentleman waiting for your calls or text messages or any kind of a message is Jason Smith. So you have another 20 minutes if you want to pass a comment on anything or anything you'd like the panel to discuss. So we'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 6th of July 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan at Pius Horgan and councillor Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views the phone lines and text lines are now closed please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors Limerick and Newcastle West for all your legal requirements phone 061 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors tod.ie Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West, covering West Limerick and a bit beyond. And on the panel tonight is Pius Hogan from Abbey Field, Jerome Scanlon, councillor of Newcastle West Independent, and Tom Ryan, uh, well-known GA personality and other, and also a correspondent or a a very interesting article every Saturday on the GA in the Daily Mail on Saturday. Now, panel back here to this fire screen in front of me and regards the money that the GA are charging for tickets and the players not getting a whole lot somehow, but the weaker counties wouldn't be getting very little. That a lot of effort as well. The successful counties, obviously, those players are doing quite well, reasonably well. But other counties, they put in lots of effort as well, and they don't get any very little. And the players' bigger force to be bursting their gut for a medal gem in Newcastle West. Good evening, Pat and guests. Read the match. I heard on the radio this morning that there was an All Ireland ticket for sale on some of those sites for 825 euros anna. Pat, 
what does the panel think of the pre-budget financial report that was passed by the government on Tuesday regards James Holmes at Hay? And Paddy Crowley, our good friend down the GA department, called, who does the panel think will win the Kerry-Dublin match this Sunday? Pius, you're a half a Kerry man. I'm a full Kerry man. Why are you? Oh, absolutely. So living in MBFL, you'll yeah, be three yeah. quarters carry men anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the divided us is a small little glossier. Yeah. yeah. But you were born on the carry side. I was, yeah. You're yeah. a genuine carry absolutely man. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> carry will win that match. You think? They have the hunger to win you it. You think? I think, yeah. I'm convinced they will. They have the hunger to win it and they need to win it. And... Um, We'll say with their new fitness coach from the north, I can't think what his name is off the top of my head. Um, and with Jack O'Connor's, we'll say, managerial skills <coughs> and with all their training and coaching. They have a Claire, Claire man as well. What's his name, Tony? What's his name? He's with him anyway as a Hilton fitness coach. So they have a lot of input, a lot of people brought in from outside, from the hurling side of things. And they've brought in, you know, they have a great backroom team. Tony Griffin is the fellow from Clare that has come in and he'll, he'll make a job of them. He's a real, real good trainer. Wouldn't you think a county like Kerry with so much experience in winning our Ireland and plenty of talent and plenty well-educated people that it wouldn't have to be going to Clare and up to the north of Ireland to get in people to help? You can be a bit of new blood and a bit of new training and new coaching, new methods. Mm-hmm. Things get stale and often time to time. Stuart? In breeding, they say is bad. <coughs> <coughs> I'll, I'll defer to, to like both Tom the experts. Tom. Well, I'm, not, not I apart from it, I you asked a good question there, Pat, about all these gurus that have been brought in from all over the country. Yeah. You know, I think money, uh, money, money. This is this is where the money is going, like you know. And uh, <laughs> I mean, like I I saw Kerry playing football, and they had anyone from the north playing about from Clare either. <laughs> you know, good, they were well there. And and other, you know, this is where this is we've reached this situation. You see, because we've been we've been walked into the blindfold. Tom, I love football, and I saw football played. Like, like when when uh, when you go up and catch a ball and kick it and uh, I mean now I wouldn't watch football to be honest about it if I was paid. We know who provides the money to support Limerick. Who's funding the carry operation? Well, let me tell you one thing. Sure, the carry group. Yes, they do. The cream off your milk. Yes, the cream off your milk. Don't decrease the price of the price of the milk. That's the cream off your milk. You see, a lot of this is nonsense as well because when I had a Limerick team. I had him for four years, right, for, from 1970, uh, 93 to 97. We had no money, we went to Bob. We, had, we were so poor, yeah. well, they cut off all funds from me, number one. No way could I, I couldn't get 120 euros. But that was because you were giving out to them. Yes, I couldn't get, been nice to would them. you believe this, before we went to Cork in 96, to play Cork in the, in the first round of the Munster Championship, the Limerick County Board refused to pay £120 or euros, whatever it was at the time, to the captain of the team that I asked into Dublin for the actual, because I was too busy at my job and at home. I couldn't go up today. Mm-hmm. I never went to Crow Park and it mm-hmm. any of the events that you'll mm-hmm. be talking about. The mural when they have, when they yeah. announce all these and when they have these protocols and all that. €120, Euros, I couldn't get it. That I had to call an emergency meeting of the Limerick with the chairman in order and threaten that if I didn't, if that captain didn't get his money that night, yeah. 
we'd have to we wouldn't be going to Carrick. Now that was part of now we're looking at the millions. Did, we have, did we have spent. Rory Kiley in those days? We had him, he was a selector with me actually at the time. And uh, he was he won the selectors. But that was what was going on. So all this nonsense you see that's been brought in by these outside influences, these these statisticians these health, uh, health, health, and, health and, you know, strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, in Holling and Parham, but no, as well, I don't mm-hmm. little about football because I have no interest in football because I couldn't watch it with the hand passing and what's going on, especially stuff to go from the north. But with all the money that's been spent and all these gurus that we, had, we were up in Crow Park last weekend, I think Claire had over 20 wives. I think, and Galway had 25 or 6. They are 24, Tom. 24, and Now, can you tell me like, what, that, that this, is, this is, these are the greatest con artists, this is what they are like, and they're making fortunes. The money has been paid out of this to the people in Limerick would frighten you, it's obscene, that's what it is. Obscene, and it's happening, and there are counties that can't even pay, that can't even, if there's rate on uh, and Gaelic pictures, they can't even pay them. And you have Limerick, and uh, they're spending over a million, maybe a million and a half in the county team. Is that right? In now, an amateur organisation? Something I, right? Now, wrong? Li- now, listeners, I'll tell you a secret. After the programme last Wednesday night, I said to Tom Ryan, who was going to win the matches the weekend, he said to me, Kilkelly will hammer Clare and Limerick will have it fairly tough against Scalva. So I have been quoting Tom Ryan, a, a wonderful guy to judge the game and judge the outcome and as Tom has rightly pointed out there about 24 wides for Clare and a, an almost similar wide for Galway and at those matches the weekend in the good old days you'd be roaring at the forwards keeping near the goals there were balls hopping off the, the crossbar they were dropping down there wasn't a forward to be seen near the place and then you had guys hitting the ball up in the air and how wide and then we had a minor match last Sunday and it was a joy to watch compared to what we watched on the Saturday particularly Tom the minor right. match oh you did right Pat, Pat did right but you see Pat this is where it's going I mean all these friends are getting all this money and the money they're getting like is, is um, we're an ambush organisation where these lads uh, are all in the fields <coughs> I mean let them be let them be county footballers or county holders they're, they're not getting paid and they're, they're training they have them training probably 40 hours a week I mean these these managers and all these these fitness people you know and still all you can end up with 25 36 so it doesn't, there's a contradiction there anyway but they're, mm-hmm. after, they're getting away with it and fair play to my shake their hand because I never got a penny from Limit County Board we had only from any one of the big benefactors that's there now and, and I, I only tell, they did try to tell me how to pick the team alright I'll tell, tell you another thing Tom you won't ever get it from the either <laughs> now Mary and Radcliffe says I agree with Tom with regards to the state of football hand passing the ball has ruined the game now Pius you said Kerry man football is absolutely disgusting to watch we saw the northern teams over back over back over back and back to the goalkeeper maybe again it's awful to watch yeah it has evolved didn't we think of Mick O'Connell and the wonderful high jumps in the Galway team in the 60s been class football you know, evolved you, you, evolved it has evolved because you see if you go back to, to Mick O'Connell's time he rode from Village Island out to Port McGee mm-hmm. and back and even if they won the other island he came back down on the train and he rode from Port McGee out to Village Island and went home and he even left the cup after him once they said but you know, those, those people that played football and hurling 30-40 years ago they were physically fit 
Like I heard fellas saying that they made up hay or they sat spuds or they bone corn and they played a hunting match that night or a football match. There was no Achilles tendons or there was no cruciate ligaments or there was none of that stuff because they were physically fit. They were strong, hard, brutal men. But now they're, most of them are office-based. They're not physical, they're not working in, because I don't believe they could do it. You can imagine a fellow that's working manually like a block layer or a plasterer and that person goes to training, club training, coming home from work in the evening with a pants on him that's all mortar. And they go into their train and they go home and have their dinner and they have a shower. So they couldn't put in the effort into playing inter-county football or hurling that would be needed to actually get fit enough and get on the team. They just couldn't put in the effort. And you're talking about the fitness coaches, the Thomas thing there, and all these fellas. They're all there trying to, to, to get fellas to that level because they're not doing physical work. Well, I, I, I'd say that, uh, that, you know, that would be really, I suppose, the reason that's being given out, you know, I mean, f- for, the, for the fitness. But, but you see, when you, when you look at fitness and you look at the product, what are you getting for it? Like? I mean, like, you see, I mean, football is all about passing the ball now. You know, hand passing and up and down, and you said, "No, unbelievable stuff." No, you, you wouldn't want to be, you know, a, a, like you wouldn't want to feel less bit have a fit for that. But it, it, if we go, if we talk about running, well, then that's <coughs> athletics. That's mm-hmm. a different job again. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when it comes down to hurling, like I mean, as Pat has rightly said there, we always like to keep the for, for the you'll be staying close to the goals anyway you know and you'll be you'll be watching you know the one ball that came in that the Galway player I mean caught like on Sunday he caught it in front of the goal and banged it with all the temporary goal in the minor game was the same way it came mm-hmm. in right on top there was present above the sky going to the earth wide you know so, so these players you see I mean they have they've actually convinced a lot of people you see that this is what this is what they've done and you, you have to shake their hand because it's a racket it's the money I mean, these brothers build a mansion, the houses they can all that. I mean, I, I couldn't, we say, like, who can do that? I mean, oh, the, the, but the fellas in, <coughs> in the backroom teams, in Limerick, you know. You know. And, uh, but has the game improved? Have they, that's how I look at it, the product. The, the GA, I mean, have allowed this to happen to Holly. Now, I have, as I said, I, I'm not, now I won't comment Have they allowed it or encouraged it? All they have allowed it. No, not they've encouraged it. it. See, they, see they've, they've taken away the actual, they've taken away responsibility, they've taken away the management, they've, mm-hmm. they've left that in the hands of, of managers. Okay. Okay. And it's all about winning at all costs. Now, we saw, I mean, we saw the, the, the disgraceful, carry on above and Crow Park, like, yeah, right, uh, Galway. and Galway. Now, everyone, quant- that, 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 all that, you see, like, is all brought on by these, by the pressure, the win it all cost, the actual, what's being allowed, there was, to the one that they hadn't, that they didn't bring in the army, the crowd, they're not working in the airport yet, but they could have brought him in to separate him, let him go down the tunnel. Did you ever see such nonsense in your life? Also, that happened in the Monster Final as well, in, in the actual tunnel as well. Could not about that. Down to we have another question here, lads, we'll leave that one. Uh, what does the panel think of the pre-budget financial report that was passed by the government Tuesday regards James Holmes at here? This pre-budget... I would have a view on it. The tax take has changed very significantly. Is it capital acquisitions or capital gains tax? The level of that, that's a couple of billion ahead of where it has been for the past number of years. And they're using that money now to 
support this is it 6.8 billion oh, corporation tax receipts. yes corporation oh, yeah, tax yeah, receipts yeah. that yeah. won't last so what do we do we're, we're, we're in a scenario similar to where we were in 2007 and 2008 when we were getting 51 percent of the t- of, of the sale price of every house sold in the country when we were building 90 or 100,000 of them going into the exchequer and we used it we didn't use it wisely and this money should be put into a, a rainy day fund in my view for to meet future contingencies rather than being blown now but this government is looking at its next dinner the in terms of beat, the election the clock when it has comes. beaten us once again but you're on between here and whenever you're in the next night you might check up at the county council in the county and city county council how many houses they have, do they have unoccupied I can tell you there's 18 in this town alone sorry owned by the council yes owned, owned by, by the council there are a lot more in the private sector uh, and and uh, they have to be dealt with differently how in the private sector uh, houses that are there that are derelict or semi-derelict and there's issues with regard to the ownership of them and whatever. And we, Those, we leave them on side. Yeah. The ones that the county council have possession to full ownership of. And I'm only talking about Newcastle. But how many have they in the mixed city and county? Oh my God, you're probably talking about well if we've 18 here, they probably have between 19 and 100 I would think. A couple of thousand? Ah oh, no, they wouldn't have a couple of thousand, no way. 450. No, no. 450 is, is, is the that the figure they're admitting to? That's the figure that's there. And they are, are they... They won't admit to anything, sure. Are, sorry, tell me now, yeah. are, are some of those in the course of being built, or are they... No, ha- these, are ho- ho- these are houses that are available, that, that are empty, unoccupied, and would be houses that can yeah. be, that can be yeah. got ready for... That should be. As I've said in the past, I'm familiar with houses yeah. that are in immaculate condition. And locked but, up for a number this, of years. This is a major problem. Owned by the This is a major problem, again, coming from the department, yes. where the certain standards have to be met to... Jerome is pointing all kinds of fingers. He says the clock is beating us. Our sincere thanks to, and we'll come back to that again some other night, our thanks to Pius Horgan, Jerome Scanlon and Tom Ryan. We thank you, gentlemen, for joining us tonight. And also thanks to Jason for coming back from faraway places. And he settled in quite well. So until next Wednesday night, folks, take care and thank you for all the messages. I hope I got around to all of them. And until next week, take care. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on Western Week 102 FM on the 6th of July 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Pius Horgan and Councillor Jerome Scanlon joined Pad O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. <music> County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.